You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey church, welcome to another episode of Carville Student Ministry Fridays. I am Corey Jenkins, the student pastor here at Carville. Sitting across from me today is none other than Sean Hampton himself. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hey, first, before me and Sean start dialoguing, I would love to um, just put a plug in for our Wednesday night cafe classes. Um, There are a lot of cafe classes, Mm -hmm. I think, that are really good this trimester for our parents. I'm just going to name the four that I think seem to be really helpful. Um, You know, we'll talk about Necessary Grief led Mm -hmm. by Sean himself and Miss Carolyn Fairley in a minute. But there's also good faith debates that um, is just really good. Just talking about a couple of different arguments, uh, debates in the church. Um, that's really interesting. So if you're interested in that um, and contemporary debates in the local church, that'll be an interesting class led by Brick. The two others are really even more, I think, equipping for parents potentially. Um, one is Grace and Truth. Stroh's teaching it. Um, man, if I was not a student pastor, I'd be going You'd to be this there. one. Um, mm-hmm. Stroh's teaching on uh, transgenderism and homosexuality and just how we engage them people with the love of Christ, but also simultaneously not compromise on what the scriptures teach us on sexuality. And then lastly, we have Ben and Lindsay teaching meaningful marriage, um, which, you know, Sean, I know you in past conversations had said like, basically your parenting is like found in your marriage kind mm-hmm. of that idea um you you've said it so much fancier and i don't know about that i just firmly believe that a strong marriage creates a strong foundation for our kids to be raised in especially when there's love consistency and uh healthy boundaries within the within the coupleship of the marriage yeah. that flows into the kids yeah i think you had said like Basically, your marriage is the soil for your parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that effect. And it's just always... Yeah, or it's the fishbowl your kids swim around in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and if um, the water's cloudy and dirty yeah. and mucked up. and Yeah, I like that. I'm going to keep that. Write that down. Um, but Meaningful Marriage with Ben and Lindsay, um, that's going to be great. That would be my second choice. But lastly, I mentioned that A Necessary Grief led by Sean himself and Miss Carolyn Fairley. Um, and a class being taught at church on grief, there's not two other people that I think is more mm-hmm. fitting to lead that and lead that conversation well. So, Sean, you know, give our parents uh, a quick synopsis of what y'all are going to be talking about at the cafe class. It's just a basic overview of understanding grief, um, not just from the standpoint of losing a loved one, but literally grief is engaging loss. When we lose something, there's pain, there's sadness, there's hurt, and that's when we grieve. Um, and understanding what it looks like not to do that just when we lose somebody, but in all losses in life. Because the truth is, as we engage, so we have so many little losses that we experience and go through from childhood on mm-hmm. that we need to be grieving and understand what it looks like to mourn those yeah. those losses. Yeah. So this is the first, like the first time. Growing up, I always thought when I heard grief, I associate immediately with mm-hmm. loved one passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was not until I first met you here at Carterville when I started working here 
that kind of the the framework of grief is not just losing a loved one, mm-hmm. but it's much bigger and deeper than that. It's any loss, period. Mm-hmm. Um, can you can you expound on that a little bit? Is well, in the book, it talks about it says uh, grief may be be defined briefly as a response to loss. Mm-hmm. More specifically, grief is the process of experience numerous physical, physiological emotional, social, behavioral, and spiritual responses to some type of loss. And these losses fall in different categories, whether that's physiological, whether it's death, divorce, loss of purpose, or physical loss, whether that's health, job, possessions. Um, both types of losses, engage, it, 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 it affects us. Hmm. And grief is actually about living in the reality of the loss that we experience, hmm. whether that's a loss of a loved one, whether that's a loss of a job, as we will talk in a little bit, might that might be a, a junior in high school not making the soccer team yeah. and the loss of his identity and his love yeah. for soccer and not being able to be on a team that he's yeah. worked hard hard for. Yeah. Um, all those are moments so, of grief. Yeah, speaking of like the teenage world with that framework of grief, I mean, I can tell you the last year we've had tons of students mm-hmm. that have lost in the sense of grief, not just loved ones, but also in different different ways um what are some other ways that grief would look like not just losing a loved one in a teenage life well i mean i think we have a whole uh, our young generation now especially those that are in high school and graduating from high school um lost almost two years of their life mm-hmm. to covid um yeah. and lost so much of their social proms i mean a lot of other activities that were supposed to be natural that they've been looking forward to that were canceled at a moment's notice. I mean, I remember I was at Cary. My last year got cut off because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So. so, I mean, you have that, and it might be the loss of a friend. I mean, we have kids that lose friends. We might have kids that their best friend from fifth grade moves off, and all of a sudden they have lost their friend to moving. And I know they can still communicate through technology yeah. and so forth, but it's still not the same. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I moved down to South Mississippi Um, my junior, into my junior year. And at that moment, I left everything I'd ever known, the hometown I grew up up in, all my friends, my high school, everything that was familiar to me, Mm. and moved to a small town and went to Northeast Jones out of Laurel. And in that moment, like, I left everything behind. And it was really, really hard on me. And to be honest, I went into a deep depression for months Mm. that greatly affected me because why would it not? I mean, especially... For a teenager, that's that's their whole world, everything they know, for them to move and leave out of that situation into a new situation, have to rebuild their life from scratch, mm. is hard. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's loss. Yeah, I know tons of students dealt with grief. Uh, I mean, even some of our seniors just like mm-hmm. moving on to a season. Like I know mm-hmm. there's been seasons in my life, like high school, leaving college, you know, entering the workforce. Yep. You know, seasons of where I had a grief, you know, past right. seasons that I was leaving. Like, it's, I was adulting, right. which is great. You know, there's opportunities to glorify the Lord in that. But it's also, you know, some seasons of grief where I look back and I'm like, man, that was such a fun time. Right, right. Um, and there's that, even grief into transitioning to more and more responsibility, taking on uh, more responsibility. There's some grief in that and that you have to mourn. You have to come to, again, the end of a grief is not resolution of fixing anything it's coming to acceptance of the reality of the situation yeah. 
So maybe you're a 17 year old that's got a car and now your parents want you to pay insurance and you have to get a job and now you don't have as much free time and you have more responsibilities mm-hmm. and you've got, you're losing part of your childhood and you have to right. grieve that and come to acceptance of guess what? If I want things in this life, mm-hmm. I've got to work for them. Yeah. So, and that's just part of our parents are listening. To trying to uh, say, Amen. 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 So, so why, why is it, you know, talking about teenagers dealing with grief, not just loss of loved ones, but all the little, you know, seasons of life, parents going through divorce, you know, um, taking on more responsibility. Why is it important, you think, for parents to engage their teenager when they're grieving? The thing I've come to understand is we are not taught how to grieve. Mm. I was never taught how to grieve. And we learn things like we learn to drive by studying up and acquiring skills and tools and information and take, having practice, and it becomes part of our life we know how to do. We do the same thing with money. But when you talk about extreme loss in life, we're not oftentimes taught what it looks like to handle that, to grieve or to mourn. So grief is the inward expression and feelings of the inner world of that loss. Mourning is the act of the action, the thing that outside of ourselves. We mourn by going going to a funeral. We mourn by uh, telling the story of someone we lost. We mourn by going to the gravesite and visiting. And what we can do is when we engage our kids when the loss of their life with empathy and understanding and validating them, we're teaching them that it's okay to feel that loss and it's okay to have sadness around it and pain and mm-hmm. and just loneliness around maybe a loss or something. Mm-hmm. To not equip them to that in the small griefs, oftentimes we, like for me, I went through so many griefs, the loss of my grandmother, the loss of moving down to South Mississippi, the loss of my father, and I never knew how to grieve Mm -hmm. in those situations. So I didn't know how to grieve in the big things because I'd never learned how to grieve in the small things. Mm -hmm. And just walking with your kids is being curious, asking them, how are you feeling? Are you okay? I noticed that this is hard. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't make the soccer team. And that's sad. And and, And saying, is there anything I can do? Can in helping them come up with choices? Um, is there a, a another team we can join? Is there a travel team? Is there a, a, a club you can join to play to play to fulfill your your desire to play soccer? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can try out again next year. Um, and even the, and even how we parent in consequences with our kids and setting boundaries where you say, well. Honey, if your room's not cleaned or if you don't have A's and B's for this semester, you're going to lose your phone. And, and they don't fulfill those, cons- you know, they don't fulfill those boundaries. They get consequences. You can help them grieve the loss of their phone or loss of yeah. the car. I know that's sad. That's one. I know this is really hard to not have your phone. I want you to have your phone. Yeah. We talked about it. If you don't keep a room clean, you don't get your phone. Or we talked about if you don't keep A's and B's, you don't get... And I know I want you to have your car and you can empathize with them and help them to understand instead of invalidating, mm. instead of kind of crazy making and tell them, get over it. What are you so upset about? Eh, it's just a soccer team. Why, why are you so upset? I, I told you before, if you didn't do this, you're going to get punished. Mm. That's not very connecting. That's not very having much compassion. And, he, yeah. and you read scripture. Jesus was full of compassion for those and the way he helped those walk through their grieving and their loss. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, parents are listening right now and they say, Sean, how do I know 
if my child is grieving, I mean, what are some typical mm-hmm. symptom signs of a teenager grieving something? Yeah, and, and this, is, this really goes for anybody. It, uh, in the book, it talks about normal physical reactions are unusual aggressiveness, mm-hmm. sleep abnormality, loss of appetite, crying, um, susceptibility to illness, Emotional responses of shock, fear, sadness, numbness, anger, loneliness, and hopelessness often occur. You can even have mental confusion, forgetfulness, being in a daze, lack of uh, concentration, all accompany normal grief experiences. Mm -hmm. All of those are ways in which we are walking through a process where we're our world has been shocked. Our world has just been thrown into chaos. It's been changed. Our reality has changed. What we thought was going to be there, what we thought we had mm-hmm. was gone. Yeah. Whether that's a soccer team, whether that's a friend from elementary school, whether that's the loss of a parent or, or you know what I'm saying? All of those are your reality has changed and you're having to walk through a process of reorienting your life without that thing. Mm-hmm. And that might be a phone for six weeks because of consequences of not making grades. I mean, yeah. for 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 a teenager nowadays to not have a phone for two or three weeks is a big thing. Yeah. For the for them oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Now for us it might oh, I get over it, but that's not yeah. being in, having much compassion, having empathy for them. Yeah, and you said one of the symptoms numbing. Mm-hmm. Man, I I look back on my life and I look back on a couple of other brothers and sisters in Christ I know, and I mean growing as somebody that grew up as a teenager right. in a tech, technologically advanced world, mm-hmm. um, which our teenagers are growing up. Um, and, you know, I think one of the greatest ways I see numbing and medicating grief, or not just grief, just depression, any mm-hmm. any unhealthy feelings that we have, that we kind of just numb them um, primarily through technology. Mm-hmm. Just going through Instagram, you know, YouTube zoning videos. out, yeah. yeah, and constant just getting into that cycle of just numbing and zoning out yeah. on technology. And I mean, I don't know of an adult that doesn't fall into that mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, so it's almost like like one of the things that I hear from our conversation is like, you know, a practical way for you to engage your students' grief is, in a sense, to have a healthy process yourself mm-hmm. of grieving. And if you look at um, one of the, and when we talk about unhealthy engagement uh, or engaging technology to numb out, um, we can also turn to exercise. We can turn to food. We can mm-hmm. turn to work yeah. through through working too much to kind of keep running from the grief, mm-hmm. to kind of outrun it, to kind of mm-hmm. forget, put it out of our mind. And what those are called are grief avoidant behaviors. Mm-hmm. And we have to make sure because in that pain and confusion and the loss those can go to an unhealthy place pretty quick and can become an issue in your life. And that's one of the things that I would, I would encourage parents to keep in mind when they're talking about their kids, they're isolating, they're staying on their phone. Mm -hmm. It might be just a habit, but it might be a a way they're engaging loss or grieving or not grieving by kind of numbing out. Yeah. So, um, so here, here's a fun question I like to ask some Mm -hmm. parents. Um, so, you know, I'm sure you've had many moments. You're you're a father of three teen, teenagers right now. One of them is about to so be graduating a year mm-hmm. from now. Um, so year. I feel like you've got a lot of experience um, in counseling, but also just practically from experience as a parent of teenagers. Um, I'm sure you've dealt with one of your three kids grieving a little loss or mm-hmm. 
something. Um, if you could go back before they had that season of grieving something, what would you tell yourself? Validate the emotions. I think the biggest thing, if you in that list, you heard of aggressiveness and loneliness and mm-hmm. numbing and shock and so much, so much uh, descriptions. A lot of those are emotion based. And for me nowadays, one of the most helpful things I do is I'm curious about my kids when I when they're sad or they're lonely or they're feel depressed, or even my son when he gets angry, I'm like. Mm, you sound, Ethan, you kind of look a little angry. Are you okay? And, and it's amazing when I mention that, how he doesn't realize he's angry. And he'll be like, yeah, I'm angry. And just <laughs> acknowledging that kind of, well, okay, what are you angry about? Yeah. Well, I'm angry because you told me to get off my switch. Oh, well, do you know why? You know, and then that yeah. creates a dialogue. Yeah. And we can talk about that mm-hmm. and we can get, and, and as long as I'm listening to him, mm-hmm. but also letting him know my values and what's important to me and why I'm doing it, but I can also empathize. Yeah, I know you want to be on your Switch. I, I used to love playing video games, but I want to make sure you're keeping that in a healthy place. And it's the same thing with being curious with my, my daughters if they're sad or if they're depressed or if they're lonely or if they have any shame or, you know, it's just, it, are you you know are you okay? It seems like you're sad. Yeah, I'm a little sad. Well, why is that? What happened? And all of that creates conversations and dialogue for empathy. And that's connection. If there's one thing that helps all of those, the grieving process, the loss, the pain, connection is the answer. And that's what our faith is based on, an intimate relationship with God that fully floods into us and then floods out, flows out in everybody around us. Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus exhibited. That's why he was so connected with other people's emotions and what was going on in their life. Yeah. Like with Lazarus. Yeah, that's what, and that's what I was about to bring up. You know, I think um, we we don't take our cues just from like like all the stuff that we're talking about grieving, like how to mm-hmm. handle it. Um, man, this is stuff that like Jesus sets an example for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the story of Lazarus dying and Martha and Mary, you know, her sisters coming to Jesus and saying, you know, please come, mm-hmm. you know, and Jesus tells the disciples, I'm going to stay here because the Lord's about to do something unique. Um, you know, Martha and Mary don't know it. Literally, the next day, Jesus is going to bring Lazarus back right. to life. But in this moment between that, you have Jesus goes and meets Martha and Mary, and it's the source Bible verse in Scripture that Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. Something that I think pastorally that I've learned from that example as Jesus as a chief shepherd that I think can also apply to parenting teenagers in grief is that um, we ought to be quick to listen and be present with people grieving and not just quick to throw out truth. Like, I think sometimes if we're not careful, I think grieving people need truth, but I think sometimes we're quick, initially when we meet that person grieving, we're quick to say, hey, God's good, don't forget that. And that's a, don't, that's biblical, that's a biblical truth that we need to hang on to. Um, But that... That person grieving—that's that's a hard truth to hear, right? Now. Right, or or your grandmother, and your—you know—if your grandfather passes away and he was eighty-one years old, and going up to her and saying, "Well, you know, he had a, a great long life." Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. And I'm and at some point that might be important to acknowledge, yeah, right. but a week after yeah. his loss, that's not what she wants to hear. Yeah. She wants to know, yeah, this is sad, Papa, or. Yeah. You know, dad and I loved him and yeah. he made such a great impact in my life and this is hard. Yeah. 
And, you know, oh, he's okay, he's in a better place. You know, all these things that we say, if we're not careful, invalidates the people's pain and emotion they're going through. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the best thing you can do is just sit there with somebody and say, this is hard. And I love you and I'm here for you. Yeah. I think wrapping up, like... It's the same thing with our kids too, though. Yeah. I mean, I know this is hard. I love you and I'm here for you. Yeah. What would it look like for us to walk with it? Even when we discipline our kids, even when we, we offer consequences and yeah. for their behavior to acknowledge the difficulty of it and that we still love them. Yeah. I think the beauty for it, I see the potential of, you know, when we show the heart of Jesus here in this moment of mm-hmm. just being present and listening and connecting mm-hmm. with them in their grief and empathizing, mm-hmm. um, that down the road, because we showed the heart and compassion and tenderness of Jesus down the road, it opens up a conversation for the gospel mm-hmm. always to say, don't forget that the gospel tells us Jesus is our great high priest who mm-hmm. sympathizes with our every weakness. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it like that, what a beautiful opportunity in closing that, mm-hmm. yes, grief is a real reality in our world. Um, and we, we've got to learn, Lord willing, by his grace to process it healthfully. And it goes back to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn yeah. with those who mourn. Like yeah. we are called to mourn with those who mourn. We're not called to make them feel better so that we don't have to deal with their pain. Yeah. And oftentimes that's what we do. We try to make people feel better so we don't have to mm-hmm. feel the pain they're experiencing. Yeah. But what a beautiful opportunity for the gospel. What a beautiful opportunity for Christ's heart to be displayed when Amen. we parent our teenagers that way so thanks sean hey parents um if you did not attend this past wednesday for a cafe classes i really challenge you to um if you're interested more on hearing about grief man we would love for you to check out sean and carolyn's cafe class unnecessary grief it's gonna be good you won't want to miss out thanks for tuning in and we will see you guys later